Giddy just fires it 40 feet to the back door. Kind of Kenwich Williams. They've had a great connection all season long. NBA Australia, how are you going? Hey, gun, mate. Uh, it's NBA Australia. It's Monday, December 20. Oh, bro, that bird just did like Chrissy this week. Another five more days if you did your shopping. I did all my shopping. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet Christmas present buying money. <laughs> Here in Larry Hummer Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. It's basically just COVID updates at this point, isn't it? Jesus. Anyway, we're here repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. Uh, We don't take things too seriously around here. We'll leave the serious stuff for the nerds, but we are serious about making sure you're up to date on the NBA. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, Kyrie, he's back, but he's not. Also, (laughs) because COVID. Which is just ruining fucking everything at the moment. KD's in the protocols, just another fucking MVP. More games postponed, there's just chaos everywhere, so we're going to try to straighten it out for you a little bit. Uh, we've got all the weekend games covered in the NBA Australia game wraps, we've got weekend winners and losers, we've got That's Not a Knife, Old Mate No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, we've got Dickhead of the Weekend, there's Yeah Nas, there's the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, and there's the Outback Takehouse, where we're serving up a flame girl take. There's Australian Player Watch. Tell you what, a couple of the Aussies uh, got into it this weekend. And uh, we lost one to the COVID protocols. Jeez. We've got an Andrew Gaze Great Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and the uh, truncated game previews and picks for tomorrow because three of the games are no longer happening. Uh, so we'll finish off with that. And a giddy, a giddily, what is it? A giddily positive, giddy review for giddily positive people with Josh Giddy. Yeah, that'd be a good one. It's a Christmas movie. Right. Episode 723 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Better watch out for the attack of the Coco. Obviously, the Trumpy Trumpy good time. Oh, it's just ruining everything, isn't it? So let's just uh, dive right into that with the daily whip around, which is how we start every show here. Uh, So we copped another five games postponed, uh, bringing us to a seven-game total of postponements. Thanks to the old Coco and teams basically just running out of dudes. That's right, Cleveland. Cleveland! And Atlanta got postponed today. Nets Nuggets was postponed. Nets Wiz is already postponed for Wednesday. New Orleans Philly was postponed. Orlando Toronto is already postponed for later this week. Uh, It's all going on. It's a bit gnarly. And in the middle of all this over the weekend, we got Kevin Durant is in the health and safety protocols. You're like, oh, jeez. So KD, KD's in there, and it came straight after the news where Kyrie is back for road games. Uh, just for road games, uh, none at home, because he's still a fucking coward who doesn't want to do the right thing by his teammates and get a fucking vaccine, because he's a moron. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> Kyrie was like, all right, yeah, sick. And the Nets are like, yeah, we've got, like, no dudes. Kyrie, you're playing on the road. And he's like, all right, sick. And they're like, hey, uh, do you want to help us out and get the vaccine? He's like, no, fuck you. It's like, all right. Blow it out your ass, Kyrie, you dipshit. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, less than 24 hours, uh, and then Kyrie was like, all right, sweet, I get to play road games. No dice. He was also in the health and safety protocols. Gee, who could have seen the unvaccinated fuckhead getting COVID? Oh, except for everybody. Uh, so Kyrie joined his buddy KD in the protocols. Trey Young is in the protocols. Andrew Wiggins, a.k.a. Maple Jordan. Is in there. Ant-Man, Josh Okogie, Taurine the Red Bull Prince, Pascal Siakam, Sniper Alert, Reggie Bullock. Half the fucking Celtics. Even their replacement dudes are getting in there. Broderick Thomas. They've got six players out of the last, like, two days, I think, the Celtics. They're down eight dudes. Uh, 
for yesterday's game. Uh, the Cavs have barely got a team. That's Lamar Stevens, Dylan Windler, Denzel, Valentine, RJ Nembard. Joining Evan Mobley, no, and Isaac Okoro, and to go the throw, Jared Allen. Cody Martin from the Hornets, the Kings. I mean, obviously, their coach, Alvin Gentry, is out. Dowser Fox, Alex Lynn. Davion Mitchell's been added to that list. Bazemore for the Lakers was added to Avery Bradley. THT, he's Dane all, mate, Dwight. Malik Monk, Kendrick Lamar Nunn, Austin Reeves, a.k.a. Caruso, the sequel. The Sixers, they had to put Andre Drummond and Shake Milton in the protocols as well. Embiid was out, Maxi was out, and Danny Green, their old list is questionable. So, uh, And George Niang as well was in the protocols already. So they're like, yeah, geez, I don't know if the Sixers have got a team, bro. And uh, that's why their game got postponed. And Frank Vogel, the coach of the Lakers, he joins, what, Alvin Gentry and Rick Carlisle's other coaches in the protocols. Absolutely insane. So now we've had double-digit additions to the... Uh, Health and safety protocols list for four straight diet, uh, four straight days. It'll be five, I reckon. Uh, I think there's been like 64 over the last six days, which is absolutely insane. And then late breaking news uh, was that the NBA and the NBA Players Association have sort of agreed to terms on going, right, if your team has no players, then guess what? You have, you, you have the ability now to sign as many replacement players as you uh, basically have in the health and safety protocols. So uh, you get one replacement player for each of your players who are under contract and test positive for COVID, effective immediately through January 19. And they'll also actually be required to sign a replacement player when they have two positive tests on the roster. So you can't skive past all this and go, oh, we've got no players, man. Can you please, like, fully, you know, postpone our games, bro? We just need a couple of weeks off, man. Uh, And that's where we're at, right? So uh, basically... You got your two-way players as well. So with all this, so the replacement players, they're basically like, all right, you got to sign at least uh, one. If you've got two dudes on the roster who got positive, if you've got three positive tests, it's got to be two players. If it's four positive tests or more, you got to have three players signed up at least. And uh, that's pretty good. They're kind of just loosening the rules on the hardship exceptions, which is nice. And they're also loosening the rules on the two-way players. So the two-way players who basically were like, right, you get paid uh, NBA salary scale when you're with the NBA team up to a maximum of 50 games. And when you're in the G League, you get paid on your G League salary. Now there's no limit on the number of games they can appear in this season, which is very smart and very good. And uh, basically it's just the NBA going, well, we're just going to expand the rosters. Which is, considering how many fucking players we're down, not a surprise. And this is them trying to like, it's basically them bailing out the boat, right? You're trying to plug all the holes and then get the water out of the boat. And the boat is the season and the water is COVID. So, fucking hell. And the bucket is LeBron. Ah, uh, Anthony Davis went down. I don't know if you're watching this one, but it was pretty... Uh, he hurt his ankle early in the game. So, they were playing the Wolves on the weekend where the Lakers up there, actually where they began, Minneapolis. And he went down with a bit of an ankle injury, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, he came back, it's okay, he's going to be right. And then he hurt his knee, couldn't make it through the tunnel. It was wild, and he just sort of collapsed in a bit of a heap in the tunnel, and you're like, oh, geez. So he actually did front the media straight after, which is pretty gnarly, so they had like a very quick MRI, an MCL sprain for AD. He's going to be re-evaluated in four weeks. So they're without AD for a month, the Lakers. They've got no Dwight. They're actually having to play DeAndre Jordan, and like that's not a thing you want to be doing in 2021. So, pretty gnarly, pretty crazy. But who would have thunk that Anthony Davis would somehow get hurt when you least needed it? Except for everybody. Clay Thompson, he's going to be coming back for the Warriors later than we all suspected. Uh, so they were talking about the very end of December for Clay. They sort of ruled out the first couple of games, obviously, in the lead-up to Christmas, then Christmas itself, and then maybe, oh, maybe the December 28 or 29 game, whatever we got, bro. And uh, now it's been pushed back to at least probably January 9, maybe January 18 at home, maybe even January 3, though, against Miami, apparently. So we'll see what happens there. Pretty crazy. Clay, I mean, it's just obviously them going, look, better be safe than sorry. And when you got a dude coming off a fucking knee injury and then an Achilles... We're not going to begrudge it. So, good stuff. 
Right, no Ben Simmons news of late, which is kind of nice. I'll just check, make sure that nothing is broken like right now. And it's like Ben Simmons has sold all of his Ferraris because he's got no money and he wants to be signed as a replacement player. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else. I think we're okay. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, uh, what else? We've got some game reps. So let's bloody well go and do that right now. Game raps, 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 Versus the 20, 10, and 7 for the Joker. And Denver beat Atlanta. Oof, crazy. Golden State beat Boston in a ball terror of a game. 27 each for Wiggins and Tatum. 111-107. That was a really fun game. The Squid and I were watching that one. Old Mate was even like, oh, geez, this is good. Uh, Golden State held on. Milwaukee, it's our Gonkin for the good land. It was not over the weekend. They got beaten by New Orleans, 116-112. Even though Drew Holiday had a 40 Five and five game. That's right. A 40.5 rebound, five assist game. Jesus. San Antonio beat Utah. What? Huge game. What a game for the Spurs. Donnie Mitchell had back-to-back buckets like right down the stretch for these uh for the Jazz. They had like a lead. And then Lonnie Walker banks in a shot with 15 seconds left. They win the game. The Jazz's eight-game win streak is no more. What a world. As mentioned, the Lakers losing Minnesota 110-92. AD goes out. Uh, hurts his ankle first and then bangs his knee. And uh, Rusty actually played this one. So he was in the health and safety protocols. And as has been the mm, suspicious case with the Lakers superstars. Oh, nah, man. Not actually. It's a false positive, isn't it? Yeah, right. Interesting. Uh, 28 and 10 for Cat. He was awesome. The little guy made his re debut for the Lakers, I guess. 19 points for Isaiah Thomas, the king in the fourth. Love to see that. Portland. Dame goes off. 43 on Charlotte. They beat him 125-116 at home. Good win for Portland. The uh, Grizzlies also beat Sacramento 124-105. Hilarious scenes there, Sacramento. Houston. So this is Sunday. Houston beat Detroit 116-107 in a battle of the bottom feeders. Boston on a back-to-back turned around and got another win. Well, no, they lost the night before. (laughs) Uh, But they did beat the New York City Knickerbockers 114-107 because... Despite Evan Fournier revenging for 32 points and Camber Walker out of nowhere dropping 29. Josh Richardson went off and dropped the 27-5-4 and then went back into the protocols. I love that Richo just popped up and went, oh, you need me to beat these guys? Oh, yeah, cool. All right, I'll see you guys later. I'm going back into the health and safety protocols. (laughs) That seems not at all dubious. Orlando, they beat the Brooklyn Nets 193. Uh, Interesting one because this is like, there was no half-decent players on either team apart from Patty Thrills, and that was it. But Orlando had slightly better players and beat them. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr.'s out. Ice Cole Anthony, he's out as well, but Orlando hung on. Big win. Golden State, they beat... They, uh, sorry, they lost to the Raptors, 119-100. This was a big, actually, big beatdown. Kaminga was awesome for the uh, Warriors, but the Raps are just good sometimes. <laughs> Scotty Buckets was awesome. The Clippers, they lost a heartbreaker to OKC, 104-103. Hilarious. Josh Giddy. absolutely smashed it. We'll talk about that in a second. Darius Rucker, Judy Gullen at 22 in the Cleveland. Cleveland! Cavaliers beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I told you it's not outgone good for Goodland because they just kept losing. I'll tell you what, it's just brutal sometimes out there. And uh, that's what happened. The Cavs managed to bank that win and then have everybody go on the protocols. Good stuff. And Utah, on a back-to-back, they lose to Washington. Crazy. 109-103. Absolute scenes. Brad Beal is awesome in that one. Then today, Miami lost to the Detroit Basketball Pistons. What? What the hell was that? I mean... What was that? What the hell was that? Nobody knows, Stephen A. Uh, Portland, they beat Memphis. They held off Memphis. Dylan Brooks went off. He had a career-high 37. Portland... With the big comeback and the big win, 105-100. San Antonio, they lost to Sacramento, 121-114. Goddamn Spurs, come on. Absolutely no consistency. The Lakers lost in Chicago today. DeMar DeRozan brings them home. He's back out of the uh, health and safety protocols. You'll have to see that. And the Lakers just had no answer. 115-110. 
The T-Wolves beat the pants off the Mavericks. Oh, uh, the Zingerberg was not extreme today. It's extreme Zingerberg. He was extremely shit. Cat uh, <laughs> was too good and too much. Minnesota, good win for them. Phoenix beat the shit out of Charlotte as well. 136, 137-106. Absolute smashing from, like, the get-go. Biggest lead of the half they'd had all season. And away they go. So, pretty gnarly. Uh, we also had, obviously, the postponed games today. New Orleans at Philly, Cleveland, Atlanta, Denver, Brooklyn. And uh, so, six in today. Not bad. And I think we only picked two of those remaining ones correctly. <laughs> so, tough one for Jimmy today. Either way, let's uh, do some weekend winners and losers out of all those games, shall we? I reckon we should. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me. Kent Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. In other news, uh, tragic mix-up <laughs> today in Cleveland. Many people killed. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. All right, let's do it. Weekend winners, the G League. And peripheral NBA players are winners because with all the COVID protocols, loads of them are getting the old tap on the shoulder. And not only that, they're actually getting a bunch of run. Like, you've seen it with some of the rookies, uh, some of the two-way dudes. I mean, like Kessler Edwards and Davey Duke Jr. there in uh, Brooklyn, etc. But, I mean, even Gary's, Gary Bird, <clears throat> he's being... Like, Daniel House Jr. was waived by the Rockets so they could sign Gary Bird, uh, Garrison Matthews. Uh, look, Luca... <coughs> oh, jeez. Choking to death over here. Luke Cornett, uh, he's signed by the Cavs. Freddie Gillespie, Paul Reed, Justin Jackson, they're all getting taps. And it's very much like uh, dudes are on the periphery of the NBA who were probably on training camp rosters throughout most of the summer uh, are now sort of getting the old, all right, yeah, bring him in. Off you go, run out there, see what happens. <laughs> and it's like, oh, geez, pretty good. So the G League showcase is happening at the exact right time. So you saw Isaiah Thomas go out there, drop a 40 hit. Uh, burger on everybody and then get signed straight away by the Lakers and that might happen a little bit more. So either way, uh, other weekend winners outside of the vast majority of peripheral NBA players at the moment, which is gnarly. Portland, huge weekend for them. Big win over Charlotte and then eked out a big win uh, over the Grizz with a huge fourth quarter comeback. Just sort of held them off down the stretch as well, which is really good. Thanks to Norm and Dame going off, which is good to see. I'll talk about Dame again later. Dame! He dropped 43. He's a weekend winner because he's back, baby. Oh, I guess you could say I'm back. Kemba Walker. He came back, fucked around, dropped 29. The Knicks still hate him. Thibodeau still hates him. And Kemba's still like, hey, man, I've still got a lot to give, man. I'm not retired and shit yet, eh? And everyone's like, yes, Kemba. Thanks for coming. That's how desperate the Knicks were for bodies. They brought back Kemba. So, yeah, Kemba came back. Did all right. I'm just happy to see him out there succeeding. Because for the amount of shit that I give the Knicks, which is a lot... Uh, and especially for signing Fournier and Kemba going, ah, oh, these guys are good, based on nothing that had happened in the previous three years. I mean, Kemba's just a legendary dude. We all love him. So it'd be nice to see him out there and succeeding. The Suns! Talk about weekend winners. They get Devin Booker back today, and they are fucking rolling. They're the best team in the NBA right now. They're 24-5. and five. They are just crushing it. They've won three on the trot now. And uh, all they do... <clears throat> is sort of weather the storm and kick the shit out of teams. Like, they won that Blazers game last week, and then they turn around and beat the piss out of the Wiz and then the Hornets, and they're just like, let's do this thing. This is awesome. So good job by the Suns. Uh, Devin Booker, he's back. Got to be happy. He had 16 points in that return, but, you know, after missing seven games, you got to be happy to have him back. The little guy, Isaiah Thomas, the king in the fourth. Excited to have him back in the NBA. 19 points on re-debut, as I mentioned, for the Lakers, and then 13 today. That was a little bit more in line with expectations, I thought, today, but either way. Uh, but yeah, still, no wins. Chicago! Caruso and DeMar DeRozan are back. Derek Jones Jr., Kobe White. Uh, DeMar brought them back, uh, well, brought them home over the Lakers today, which was an awesome game. It was hammer and tongs all the way. And then DeMar just goes, nah, fuck it, we're winning. <laughs> they won the game. It was awesome. Uh, but the thing is, I think weekend winners for Chicago is they've still got Vooch. They've still got Lonzo. They've got Caruso back now, DeMar back. They're getting their bench dudes back as well. Kobe, Kobe White and Derek Jones Jr. They, because they copped all the shit earlier than everybody else a little bit, 
they might be in a better position position because they might get all their dudes back quicker than everybody else while also having, what, two postponed games? So, yeah, Chicago. Actually, not doing too badly out of all this. Minnesota! Big weekend for them. Four games straight they've won now on. Uh, they win, obviously, over the Lakers and beat the Dallas Mavericks today. So they're back up to 500. So even though they lost Ant-Man and Akogi and Taurine the Red Bull Prince, they're kind of just rolling a little bit. And I think a lot of this is to do, if you watch them play, it's like Pat Bev is just, I mean, a fucking psycho, let's all be honest. And Vanderbilt, like just the sort of toughness that they have on defense on the odd occasion now. And like that's why it sucks that they lost Ant-Man because I think that combination of his wild athleticism and his just ability to do whatever the fuck he wants. And, uh, you know, it's lit a fire under a cat's ass a little bit. Carl Anthony Towns is like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe I should try a bit more. And like Cat's got a bit of an attitude at the moment. I kind of love it. So good job, Minnesota. I reckon it's just those throwback jerseys. As soon as they started wearing them, they've turned it all around. The Cavs are weekend winners, but Jimmy, bro, they just lost half their team, eh? Yeah, well, look, they got a win over a Bucks team that was also just devastated by the COVID. Uh, but they get that win with just enough of their players to do so. That's their sixth straight. And then, boom, the Coco the just rips through their team. So everybody else is now in the protocols. And suddenly... It happens so fast they're able to get like their shit postponed so they don't have to play like Minis, uh, Milwaukee and Co. like severely shorthanded. So it actually worked out all right. I mean, as long as they're all healthy and all okay, obviously, with the Coco. So hopefully that's all right. Detroit, their weekend winners. Jimmy, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, they had lost 14 straight and then they got a win. So that's just nice, isn't it? What are you going to do, shit on them? No, get out of it. <laughs> it's gnarly. Uh, the Raptors, a weekend winners. Really enjoyed that game over uh, the Warriors. Look, the Warriors on a back-to-back. He got the win over Boston. And, uh, you know, they're sort of starting the B team against the Raps. But the Raps just took care of business. And, of course, OKC and Josh Giddy, weekend winners. Josh Giddy became the first rookie to post an 18-rebound and 10-assist game in their debut year since Larry Bird. The legend! Larry Legend. Basketball Jesus. That is incredible. Good job, Mop Top Mumba. You love to see it. And then the final weekend went up Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Well, they get two games off having no players, and that's actually fucking great for them now, right? Because I don't know if you watched any of that Orlando game the other day. Patty Thrill's going off. You love to see that. But at the same time, it was Patty Mills and Blake Griffin and nobody else. It was replacement players, two-way players, rookies, and it was fucking dire. And now the NBA is like, all right, okay, it's gotten bad enough. Even like your fucking shithead mate Kyrie, who's been sitting at home, and you've now gone, all right, you can be on the road. Even he's got the cocoa. So we are going to have to postpone a couple of your games. Brooklyn are going to be sitting there going, oh, you little ripper. Nice little rest up for everybody, and uh, off we go. I'll tell you who the losers are, though. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 The Nets. Uh, because they bent over backwards. They decided, right, Oh, it's gotten too hard. We better let Kyrie play for us, huh? So it's all well and good to have your morals, and then as soon as it gets a bit tough, you go, fuck it, and turn around. And I get it. I understand. Like, you've got no players at the moment. KD is coming off fucking an Achilles, and he's playing way too much. You're missing everybody else. It's like, right. There's literally a roster spot that's being taken up by a fucking giant sook who's sitting at home, refusing to get vaccinated to help out his mates because he's a fuckhead. And the Nets, as a franchise, like, oh, I guess we better fucking get him out here then. So I understand why they do it, but it also sucks, and they're losers for it. So fuck him and fuck them. <laughs> it's basically where I land. The NBA are also losers. Oh, jeez, Jimmy, that's a bit of a broad stroke. Yeah, but just in general. I reckon if you're listening to this show right now, you and me might have a chance to get the old fucking tap on the shoulder and play in the Christmas Day games. Holy shit. They're going to throw us on a plane. Will we get there in time? Probably. Let's go. Who do you want to play for? <laughs> it's on the bloody cards. Jesus. 
friend of the program, Chris Anstey's over there at the moment in the States. He might get a fucking nod. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Let's go, Chris, can you throw the ball in? Off we go. Uh, but, yeah, the Christmas Day slate, which was, you know, announced a million, million years ago and looks so awesome and so tasty in the lead-up to everything. You're like, here we go. This is going to be fucking awesome. You know what? You've got a couple of really massive headline games. You've got Atlanta, New York. You've got Boston, Milwaukee, Golden State, Phoenix, Brooklyn, Lakers, and Mavs, Utah. And Atlanta, probably without Trey. New York, just decimated. Like, Kemba's going to be their fucking dude out there. Boston, half a team. Milwaukee, half a team. Golden State, half a team. Phoenix are, like, the only ones who have kind of gotten through this okay. Brooklyn, no stars. The Lakers, no AD now. So it's LeBron hosting fucking, like, Patty Mills and Blake Griffin. Utah hosting Dallas. Look, they, both of them have got a couple of little peripheral sort of things, but Luke is not playing at the moment for Dallas. Maybe he's back, but Jesus, it has destroyed their entire goddamn Christmas plans, isn't it? So tough one there for the NBA, but I mean, this is what you get. If you don't want to pause the season, you have to roll out a subpar product and everyone's going to shit on you for it. And that's where we are right now. Other weekend losers, the Knicks. I mean, as mentioned, they roll out Kemba and they still lost. Um, but I mean, that's more that they let Josh Richardson smash them to the tune of 27. And if you do that, then you deserve to be on the loser list. And But it just feels a bit fucky, right? Like, Tibbs is like, yeah, it's good to see him out there. It's like, yeah, the reason he hasn't been is because of you, <laughs> Tibbs. And the fact that Kemba apparently just can't move or play defense anymore, which is what you get. But the Knicks definitely weekend losers. Just, it's one of those things. They just can't cop a break this year. It feels like the old Knickerbockers, right? And for all the shit I give them and kind of came into this season happy to shit on them some more, they... Got that win over the Rockets and then lose to the Celtics. They've got the Pistons tomorrow, uh, in a couple of days. We'll see what happens then, but, geez, you're holding out high hopes? Probably not. The Heaters! That's right, the Miami Heat, they lost to the Pistons. Look, I know they don't have butts, bam, or there goes my Tyler Hero, but still losing to the Pistons with Kyle Lowry. Dunk, I like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson. Dwayne Deadman. Uh, PJ Tucker. He should probably still beat the Pistons. The Mavs, uh, as mentioned, the Extreme Zinger Meal was extremely shit. Extreme Zinger Meal. Uh, Milwaukee, that is a tough, tough weekend for Milwaukee, uh, where they lose back-to-back games. They get smashinated by, that's right, the legends themselves. Cleveland! Uh, by, what was that, 29? Just crazy scenes. And that came after the day, the day after they lost to New Orleans, which is just brutal. But, I mean, this is it. Milwaukee have got half a fucking team at the moment. And... Meanwhile, Brooklyn, they lose more than half a team and they get a couple of games postponed after they lose to Orlando. But still, uh, other losers, the Hornets got absolutely fucking smoked by the Suns today. They get LaMelo back, cool. Uh, But everybody else just forgot how to shoot as well, apparently. And they came after that dispiriting loss to Portland the other day. So, bit of a rough weekend for the Hornets because in terms of the standings, like, like, it is so tight at the moment. So that's why Milwaukee sort of fall in there as well. Because Milwaukee had been on a massive tear. And then you sort of turn around and you have a shit weekend. You look in the standings and you're, like, you're looking up at Cleveland. Cleveland! That's right. The Cavs are in third at the moment in the East. And the Bucks are at 19 and 13 after those two losses on the weekend. Charlotte have dropped all the way down to 500 and they're in seventh. And meanwhile, like the Wiz, who pulled one out of their ass, are back up into sixth. So it's like... Losers for this weekend, like if you lose a couple of games in a row, you can suddenly end up being the Knicks and you're 13 and 17 and you're going to struggle to make the fucking play-in tournament. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how this rolls. So, tough one for the Hornets because they get LaMelo back. They're on this road trip. They can maybe string a couple of wins together. Who knows what had happened, but they lose both. I mean, the same thing goes for Philly. They've lost three on the trot and they're just like sort of like... Pushing shit uphill, basically. And it's like, it's a tough one just from the weekend. You looked at that team going, well, they could be winners because they got these games postponed that they're probably going to fucking lose against the Pelicans. But they came out of it. And then you sort of look around and go, yeah, but they're still kind of losers because this team sucks. <laughs> the Jazz, two bad losses on the weekend for them. First, they get got by Lonnie Walker and the Spurs. Then a reeling whiz team. Somehow, on the back of Brad Bill going ham, 
beat the Jazz in Utah. It was wild. It was crazy. They shouldn't have done it. They did. Off you go. The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers stink. They get Trevor Ariza back, but they also got smoked by Minnesota without Ant-Man. And then they got outworked by the Bulls today. Caruso, a bit of revenge. Lonzo, a bit of revenge. It's like half this fucking team are either from LA or used to play in LA. So either way, uh, they're really just big weekend losers because they lost two on the weekend, as mentioned, to Minnesota and the Bulls. And they lost Anthony fucking Davis for another month. So that's a shitty, shitty weekend. And then the final weekend loser, I want to look. It's right there. It's staring us all in the face. The Aussie players who went and played overseas or elsewhere and didn't stick around with the, uh, you know, in the States, in the NBA. Because you got to imagine that Dante, Dante Sexum Up Exum, Kung Fu Thon McCurr, even fucking Delhi, Creaky, maybe even Rowdy. Like if they were Nick K. Like, if they were there, I reckon most of them would have gotten the old uh, protocol tap on the shoulder for a uh, couple of 10-day contracts. At the same time, you can't really begrudge them <laughs> going, oh, I'd rather stay at home, not risk getting fucking COVID, and also get paid a shit ton of money. So, yeah, but it's a bit of a tough one. Like, especially I look at someone like Dante and you go, two weeks, I reckon, is like the... He goes off, signs with Barcelona, Barcelona, and what, if he had to stay an extra two weeks, he'd probably be on a roster right now. Uh, I mean, even the Rockets, signing Gary Bird, they waived Daniel House Jr. And you're like, why the fuck didn't he just do that and bring on Dante, you idiots? Ugh, anyway, kills me. So, bit of a rough one for some of the Aussie dudes if they wanted to kick around and uh, play in the NBA. I mean, you look at Will, Ma- Will Magne as well, Creaky. You do wonder if, like... Uh, it's, it's a weird decision, right? Because you look at it and go, oh, fuck, I could get a call-up to the NBA. you got to jump on a plane, fly over, maybe sign a couple of 10 days, come back and finish off the NBL season. I think that would be a pretty easy decision. But at the same time, it's like, hey, do you want to jump on a plane and fly into a fucking COVID hotspot? Ugh, rough one. Either way, so tough ones there. And uh, I reckon pretty much everybody is pretty happy with their decisions though, aren't they? Apart from maybe, I don't know how Dante is going in Barcelona, but whatever. Right, NBA Australia approved performance of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Ah, uh, DeRozan there, 38 today against the Lakers. He was awesome. 11 of 24 from the floor, but 16 of 17 of the free throw line just kept them chugging along, didn't he? Six assists. The shot making down the stretch, though, was incredible, I thought, against the Lakers team that were kind of like, oh, God. We're trying to win this. We really want to win this, but DeMar just keeps making it way too tough. <laughs> like Alonzo was doing... Like Alonzo couldn't buy a fucking bucket down to the stretch, but DeMar bailed him out time and time again. Brad Beal, I mentioned that, 37-5-7 and against the Jazz. Took it to him. Absolutely smashed him. He shot 13-24. He was unreal. The 40.5 rebound, 5 assist effort from Giroux Holiday. Against his old team, the Pelicans. Uh, all for naught because they lose. Bit of a rough one. And then, of course, Kemba and Evan Fournier. Every time they play the Celtics. Oh, bro, it just feels a bit more personal, doesn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> 29 for Kemba. Goes 5 of 11 from downtown. And Fournier dropped 32. They just fucking love going up against their old uh, buddies. And it was interesting. Like Kemba's like, yeah, man, like these guys are my brothers. It's like, well, I mean... <laughs> it's it's pretty apparent in the way that you only play good against Boston. But either way. Uh, and then, of course, Dame and the 43, which will pop up again later. Hashtag spoiler alert. But he had a big weekend. The 43 was just like an absolute classic throwback Dame game, though. Just saying. So there you go. DeMar, Giroux, Holiday, Brad Beal, Camber Fournier, and Dame. Hey, it's all uh, it's a bit weird. It's all guards. We've had weeks. As w- we've actually had weekends before. It's all been big dudes, but... Oh, all guards this week. Spud of the weekend. Spud, 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 it is spud of the night. <laughs> oh, God, I'm just dying in here. Oh, spud of the night might have been uh, my weekend of drinking way too much. Squid's birthday was awesome. NFL Australia Christmas party was awesome. Just degenerated into a way too many beers. Anyway, and the fucking Pats. Yeah, the Pats were the spuds of the weekend, I'll tell you that much. Spencer Dinwiddie, though. Zero points, four assists, two turnovers. 
shot 0 of 7 and 0 of 3 from 3. Hey guys, can you buy my contract, all my fans out there, and I'll play for whatever team you want. How is this going to work, Spencer? How is that going to work? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I love it when there's smart dudes out there doing dumb stuff. Uh, but Spencer Dinwiddie, 0 of 7, rough, rough game for him. He has had, uh, if you want to look to why the Wizards have like struggled, it's because he has been pretty fucking shit for most of this season, so... Tough one, but they still got that win. Uh, Shemi Ojale, one of seven against Cleveland uh, for the Buckaroos. Cleveland! Uh, tough one there. Uh, but then we're just basically going to give it to a trio of Hornets from today's game against the Suns. Lamello, two of 12. Gross! One of six from downtown, Terry Rose. Terry Rozier goes two of 10. He went 0 of five from downtown. Jesus. And Gordon Hayward went four of 13. So he went one of five from three. So, I'm no math magician, but when you've got your three best dudes combining to go two of 16, two of 16 from three, yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked. That's exactly what happened to the uh, Hornets by the Suns. The, the Suns are just rolling over the top of teams at the moment, but uh, uh, Charlotte did not do themselves any favors whatsoever. Who was old mate? No mates, though. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Bobby Portis, I enjoyed that. He tweeted out, damn, Wojnarowski ain't even report me being in health and safety protocols. That's rough. <laughs> and then Woj came back and said, sorry, people's champ. Get out soon. Oh, Woj. That's nice, you big old softy. Uh, but there was a great moment in the OKC uh, game uh, against the Clippers on the weekend, right? So they intentionally fouled Justice Winslow. Hacker Winslow was 7.8 seconds left, and Justice Winslow missed both free throws. The, the craziest part was SGA, Shay Redder, Gilgis Alexander, was out there celebrating that they intentionally fouled Justice Winslow. He's like, yes, I got the right guy. And then Justice Winslow went and proved him completely fucking correct by missing both. Oof. When you're being directly targeted... With an intentional foul. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. That is uh, pretty brutal. That is definitely old mate, no mate's territory. Pantsing of the weekend. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Tristan Thompson got blocked to shit by Derek White, which I loved. TT's just going, oh, I'm going to go to the bucket. And Derek White comes from absolutely fucking nowhere and just goes, nope. Slaps that out of his hands. Off it goes. Uh, but the panting is actually going to go to Anthony Davis. So before he leaves that game, he basically had his soul depart his body after Carl Anthony Towns just fucking bodied him in the paint. And this is Carl Anthony Towns, right? Like, not exactly known as a paragon of post-play. All he did, put his shoulder into AD a couple of times, back him down, throw up a nice little hook shot, and then ran up the court giving him the old, he's too small. He's too small. Oh, Anthony Davis getting too smalled by Carl Anthony Towns. Jesus. I thought that was a bit of a panting. Uh, Anthony should just turn around and go, Hey, Carl, do you have an NBA title? And go, Oh, that's right. You're still in fucking Minnesota, you loser. <laughs> Love to see that. Anyway, better than Lonzo Ball for the weekend. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, this one I wanted to give to Cumbucket. That's right, Cumbucket, Jonathan Kuminga. 19-year-old rookie, played 36 minutes, got his first career start, and dropped a lazy 26 fucking points. What? It was awesome in that game. It's like the Raptors kicked the fuck out of him. We all know that. Scotty Barnes was amazing in that same one. So Scotty Barnes, like this is a bit of a combo. Scotty B, he went 8 of 12. He had 21 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. He was awesome. And absolutely just obliterated the Warriors a couple of times. But Kaminga, come bucket, he actually got a bit of a chance. So without Wiggins, he was sitting out with left uh, knee problems and then entered the protocols. Uh, resting Steph Curry. You basically, you know Jordan Poole either in this game. So you've got Kaminga, JTA. Damian Lee, as I mentioned earlier, it's like the Warriors B team. But Cumbucket, he just goes out there and drops 26. He had one rebound, which he got shit on by his uh, coach. It's like, come on, man. You're a bit, you got to get more than one fucking rebound, Kaminga. Like, almost by mistake, if you play 36 minutes, you should have more than one rebound. 
He did have two assists and two steals, though. He had six turnovers. That was a bit of a problem, but he's a 19-year-old. Fucking hell. It's like Jason Tatum. Ah, but 26 points, four of six shooting from downtown. Is The crazy part is, like, the knock on Kaminga is like, yeah, he's talented. He's wildly good. Not sure about his shooting. And the way he looks sometimes, you're like, God damn, this guy can stroke it. So good game for Kaminga. Great game for Scotty B. You love Scotty Barnes. He was awesome. Uh, but come bucket in his first career start. You love to see that. Finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week. I'm going to give this as a uh, New York combo, Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I mean, like Kemba, after that game, he was like, yeah, you got to show me some respect. I know, I know I should be playing, but Tibbs, he's a dick. He won't let me play. It's like, well, Kemba, you need to play some fucking defense. Well, I don't know about that. No, but Kemba, play some D. Oh, do I have to? Uh, so Tibbs basically <laughs> short-circuiting Kemba Walker. Is some pretty dickhead territory, and Kemba goes basically after the game, playing his little heart out. They still lose, and Tibbs after the game is like, yeah, he played good, but whatever. It's like, oh, Jesus, Tibbs. That's tough. Uh, but the biggest one probably is still Kyrie, isn't it? It's like, hey, man, I'm just really excited to get back there and play with the boys. It's like, well, you're not that fucking excited, eh? If you're not going to get a vaccine, you dipshit. Kyrie Irving, oh, oh man, basketball's pure. I live for basketball. Well, you very fucking clearly don't, Kyrie, you dipshit. Just go get the vaccine and help your fucking teammates, you moron. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, it's after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, let's do some Nas. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, it's party time. Had two parties on the weekend. Had the Squid's birthday. That was great. Had a range of Dos Blocos. That was great fun. Not for him. Just for me. <laughs> and uh, then the NFL Australia Christmas party, which was awesome. Thanks to all who made it down. Had a good time, apart from the Pats getting the shit kicked out of him. God damn it. Anyway, uh, but look, don't waste your time going to the Bottle-O and risking getting the Omicron Percy I-8. Go to the online Bottle-O and use the dailyliquor.com. Get it delivered to your door. Rona Freight. They've got all the beers, wines, and cocktails you need this party season. What are you doing? If you're doing anything else, you're just you're risking it all. Why would you risk it all? Just get it delivered to your door. So if you're in the metro Melbourne area, you get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So go check out thedailyliquor.com right now, and you're banging the code straight You get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy. How good's that? The Dos Blocos X. Out of a... Who was it? The brother was in the uh, X's yesterday. A couple of other ones. Yeah, good on him. Either way, always a great beer. Check out thedailyliquor.com. Get a sticker on your mate, Jimmy, with the code STRAYA. Right, yeah, Nas. Number one, did Dante completely miss a trick by leaving the USA and signing in Europe? Yeah, nah. Yeah, he did. Because um, as I said earlier, like if he had waited two more weeks, he's probably on an NBA team now. But you can't fault him, right? Because like you're locking the guaranteed money. You go to Spain. You live it up. And, I mean, maybe you prove that you still belong in the NBA over there, hanging out in Barcelona, kicking some ass, taking some names, rather than hanging out here for, or in the US a bit longer, risking getting the cocoa yourself and then uh, being kicked to the curb. So Dante, look, it sort of sucks, but you can absolutely 100% understand why he didn't stick around and went and got that money. So well played, Dante, well played. Thomas Lee, he's a good one. Hey, Jimmy, yeah, now nah, for Monday's show, is Josh Giddy a top five passer in the NBA already? He's right up there with CP3, Joker, and Bron for me. Cheers. Yeah, nah. Oh. I'm going to say nah for now, but I do think he's like on that, like pushing on that next, uh, pushing into that top five tier, right? Like I think you've probably got CP3, LeBron, Joker, Luca, then maybe like Lonzo, Trey Young. And I reckon he's in that tier, right? Like the Lonzo, Trey, Butts, Bam, Lowry, Steph, Draymond. Uh, he might he might be better than those two dudes. But, yeah, I think he's probably top 10 for me. Like, easy. Just the creativity, like the way he sees the floor is fucking incredible. And it's like probably one of the most, like, 
refreshing aspects of watching him play is like his court vision is absolutely fucking next level. And you can throw all the fancy no-look passes and shit that you want, but it, if you're not hitting the fucking passes, then what are you doing? And that's the best part about Giddy's game is that he does that. And like that's kind of like one of the things about Luca. A lot of the time in those first couple of years of like Luca coming in, it's like the one uh, sort of aspect of his game that really stood out beyond even the scoring. You're like, this dude is like a fucking passing savant and Giddy's got the same feel, right? So what is he, a third of the way into his first season in the NBA? He played one season in the NBL and missed like, what, the last bit of that anyway. So I think if the passing translates and the shooting's coming along, then yeah, fucking Giddy's crushing it. So yeah, he'll be like a top five passer in the NBA pretty soon, I reckon. Yeah. And like that, it was actually, this was a great question by Thomas because I'm kind of like racking my brain going, oh shit, who's actually better than him? <laughs> and it's kind of like, fuck, there's actually not many dudes, but I'd stay, I'd still say that he's like, yeah, just outside the top five, sort of slots into that uh, Kyle Lowry, Draymond, Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Lamello kind of vibe, you know? It's a fucking good spot because he's awesome. Matty Owers, I love this one. Jimmy, quick one for you. New merchandise idea. NBA Australia calculator to help you out with the picks. Yeah, nah. Oh, you smart ass, Matt. I love this. Yeah, I do need the uh, <laughs> NBA Australia calculator. I always forget that your phone's a calculator. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Like, old mate, she'd be like, just fucking use your phone. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's how you add things up usually, isn't it? God damn. Because if you listen to this show on the reg, you get to the end of the picks and you're like, oh, Jimmy's got to do some adding. <laughs> Fuck. Here we go. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what else? Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Uh, this sort of started off as a yeah, nah for me. Like, it feels like the tipping point for postponements for teams should be lower, right? Yeah, nah, yeah. Because, holy shit, man. Like, watching that Brooklyn-Orlando game the other day, you're like, this is not an NBA game. Like, it's not an NBA roster on either side. And, like, Nick Celtics, like, these games where there's only, like, 16 players across the two fucking teams. Like, it actually is kind of un... Like, yeah, or if they've... Only got eight players each. It's at least, you know, the same amount of dudes, but it's just, it feels like it's going to unbalance the schedule, unbalance the season for some of these teams, right? Like Phoenix can roll through pretty much unscathed, hang out. Uh, and like, it's not quite the same as the injury bug, right? Like you look at Denver and you're like, that's just a fucking horrifying array of injuries that they've dealt with. But meanwhile, they still have at least healthy bodies and the rest of their roster. Whereas, like, this is just wiping out, like, eight dudes off your roster. And you're like, what the fuck are we meant to do? And it sort of doesn't, obviously, it obviously doesn't discern between superstar and role player, as we've seen. And as you sort of looked at, like, you look at Milwaukee. I mean, holy shit, they just had, it like, an eight-game winning streak. They lose a couple of dudes and then, boom, you get a crap weekend and if you're dropping a couple of games here or there, three games, four games out of nowhere in like a bit of the season, maybe it happens again later. Maybe it happens again later. Like your playoff chances, your record, it's all taking a bit of a hit. Your seeding can definitely be affected by this shit. So it just feels like it's going to unbalance it more and more and more. And I feel like postponing, like taking a little bit more of a liberal att- like a vibe towards postponing games, go, yeah, no, nah, it's fine. We'll make these up right now. I mean... It's going to be schedule pain later in the season, but at least you're not saddling teams with, like, a couple of shitty fucking losses they probably wouldn't have copped, right? Like, Brooklyn, Orlando. Like, Orlando is just, like, a horrible roster. Brooklyn, without, like, you know, what, five of their six best players? Yeah, guess what? That's a horrible roster too. So, meanwhile... Brooklyn now wearing an extra loss because they shit the bed against Orlando because no one had any good good fucking players. Anyway, it's weird, and I kind of feel like the tipping point for postponement should be a little bit easier, and the NBA should be a little bit more just like, yeah, fuck it. We'll postpone that. We'll figure it out later. Ooh, right. Speaking of which, Outback Tokehouse. It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Just ran over an echidna on the way home. So... Guess what your starters are? That's right. Echidna. Fried echidna. Absolutely bloody delicious, and it comes with its own little serving stick. Only 
that outback, that's right, finger food with its own toothpicks. And today's Flame Grill take is... Adam Silver made sure that Kyrie got the Rona after he heard that the Nets were going to let him play. Only. At Outback, you cannot tell me that Adam Silver didn't have his like NBA ninjas sort of break into Kyrie's apartment and like just spray the joint <laughs> with the Rona. They're like, you know, on the roof, pumping in Rona gas. <laughs> Fucking show me up, says Adam Silver. How do you like this, Kyrie? You unvaccinated dipshit. Right, uh, we'll take a quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Nick Kay, and you're listening to NBA Australia. I love following along with Nick Kay on the old uh, Insta stories as well. Looks like he's crushing it in Japan. Heard from him the other day. He loves it, so that's fantastic. Uh, right, before we do the Australian Player Watch, uh, what did Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly, and Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian have in common? Well, they've all got incredible experiences, and they've all created audio courses to teach you what they've learned on Knowable, which is a new app where the world's top experts teach new skills in bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning shit. I love it. Go check it out. The bloke from NASA talks about space, Chris Paul about plant-based lifestyles, and how to launch a startup with the Reddit co-founder. It's pretty bloody good. There's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you are keen on learning some new stuff, download Knowable, bang in the code STRAYER from your app store, just bang in the code, and uh, you get 20% off. Yeah, good set. I love them. Absolutely love Knowable, and you can give them a shot too. The squid hates it, but I mean, what what does he know? He's fucking two. <laughs> About to turn three, whatever. Oh, he had a good birthday, I'll tell you that much. Just hanging out at the park, got a dinosaur balloon. I did sort of tell everybody not to bring presents, then a couple of folks, you know, did the awesome thing and brought him a couple of things. He was beside himself. Love it. Anyway, just the look on his face, man. Just the look at his face. <sighs> All right. Australian Player Watch. Paddy Thrills in that loss to Orlando, as mentioned. He was the only bloke who could do anything. 23 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, a block and a steal. If you needed any more fucking proof that Greg Popovich was the main reason that Paddy Thrills was held back in the NBA, right here. Let him run the team. Give him a couple of actual half-decent players, and Paddy Thrills can drop a 23-6-5 on your head. Of course, he shot 2 of 14 from downtown, but it's because he's the only fucking player on the team who could hit a shot. Anyway, uh, 10 of 24 from the floor, too. Jingles in the two losses for the Jazz uh, on the weekend. Against the Spurs, he had 5-2-4 with a block and a steal. He shot 2 of 5 from the floor, 1 of 3 from 3. Jingles, it's been a bit of a uh, rough stretch, but, I mean, this is the Jingles roller coaster. Uh, you've seen it so far this season. A couple of rough stretches, a couple of purple patches, and off he goes. Against the Wizards, he went 3-7, all from downtown. So he ends up with 9 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists and a steal, and 5 fouls. Anti-strain bullshit I call. Aussie Matty T, a couple of days off because the Sixers game got uh, postponed against the Pelicans. Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? He uh, is in the health and safety protocols. So that sucks for the Mavs, who have... Uh, Sort of skated along not too bad, but Josh Green. So prayers up for Josh Green. Hopefully Greeny's all right, but uh, tough on there for him. Especially because he's kind of, you know, getting spot minutes and doing pretty bloody well, and it sucks that he's now got uh, got to go on the COVID protocols. Uh, Josh Giddy, giddy up. He had a huge big win over the Clippers. Ends up with eight points, 18 rebounds, and 10 assists. Oh, so close to a triple-double. Absolutely insane. If he had to hit one more of those shots, it would have been there. Four of 14 from the floor. He goes, oh, one from downtown. But eight points, 18 rebounds, 10 assists. As I mentioned earlier, first rookie since Larry Bird in 1979 to have 18 rebounds and 10 assists in a game. Mate, that is bloody amazing. And then finally, rock'em, sock'em, jock'em, Landale. In that win over Utah on the weekend, two points, one or two from the floor. Oh, of one from three, two fouls. But more indicative was the loss to Sacramento today. He played 11 minutes. Love that. Seven rebounds. Uh, sorry, seven points, two rebounds, and one steal. Uh, he nailed another three, did Rock'em Sock'em. I posted that on the old Twitter. One or two from the floor and four or four at the line. You love to see that. So good stuff, Jock. Good to see him actually getting a little bit of run there in a normal game. 11 minutes. That's exactly what we need, Pop. Stop stymieing the Aussies. You're killing me. Anyway, Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for this week. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Boy, boy. Achievement here. Don't feel good. It's a 
Clap it up. Clap it up. All right. This one goes to Dame. That's right. Dame Willard. Andrew Gay's great mum reward for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. He's back. I loved it. I was watching a bunch of this Hornets game, and uh, he drops 43 points, 8 assists against the Hornets, and then backed it up with 32-5-5 and against the Grizzlies today, um, which they won. So this is the thing. You get a half-decent Dame who looks a little bit more in rhythm all of a sudden. He went 12-19 of 19 against Charlotte, 6-11 of 11 from downtown. Uh, he went 9-19 of 19 against the uh, Grizzlies today. With his five rebounds and five assists. He shot three of nine from downtown. But the six of 11 against Charlotte, you're like, here we go. Love this. And he looked a lot lot, lot more like Dame. And that's all we've kind of been waiting for, isn't it? Just like get Dame back to his own cool, awesome Dame self. Let's do this fucking thing. Come on. And he did it. 43. Backs up with 32. I just like it when Dame's on fire and going well and just lighting teams up. Because it's like one of my very, 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 very favorite things in the NBA because it always feels excellent. Like he just goes off. He's got no compunction as to not. I love it. So off you go, Dame. That was great. 43 and 8. Backed it up with 32, 5 and 5. That's the Andrew Gay's great mum reward for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence for today. What about the Patty Mills game day winner? Game day ball, game day. Well, this one's going to be with Delhi because Matthew Delavadova. Just out here as a tweet machine at the moment. He loves it. Giving the most thoughtful gift this Christmas. Thanks for getting my Christmas shopping sorted at Swan Bitcoin. Thumbs up. SwanBitcoin.com slash Dally. There's a uh, gift to share, apparently. Swan Gifts is open for the holidays. Now you can give Bitcoin to the ones you love most. Backed by world-class education and support of Swan. Oh, isn't that nice? And Dally's all over the top of it. Uh, he also tweeted out, Opal Camera will be the defining company in the webcam space, just like eight sleeping mattresses. What other companies are doing this? It's pretty bloody good. Their best-selling camera came out 10 years ago, according to uh, Pomp about Logitech. So Opal Camera, they've jumped up there, and they're right in there. And uh, Deli is all over it, so good on him. I love this. It might be a bit of hashtag ads there for Deli, but <laughs> off you go, buddy. Off you go. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow with a uh, truncated schedule. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Are you feeling good after the weekend? Ah, mate. So I swear with shit like that when you got the squid's birthday. He's turning three. It's all exciting. Doesn't turn three till Christmas Day. He's a Christmas Day baby. It's all hilarious. You know that. And uh, you just kind of want to be there, have it all set up. And it'd just be me there drinking beers, cooking the barbie. And that's by the time that actually happened, I was feeling good. And like old mate just was absolutely fucking legendary and getting it all set up. And uh, yeah, so he had a great day. We all had a great day. It was lots of fun. So yeah, good weekend in the end. Um, also, just nice to have our family down for the first time in a fucking year, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, right, so over the weekend, we went, uh, that's 5 of 13, 5, that's 11 of 21. Oh, it's not bad. It's not great. 11 of 21 over the weekend. Yeah, a bit of a great start. I think we went 6 of 8 on Saturday, and then what are you going to do? So 11 of 21 leaves us at four, 246. I need my NBA Australia calculator. Uh, 246 of 442 for the season, which isn't too bad, you know. I guess. <laughs> All right. The games tomorrow, though. We have Houston at Chicago, and uh, this is a fascinating line because it's nine and a half points. Chicago on a back-to-back. Houston giving some teams a bit of a run for their money, but they're also bitten by the uh, injury bug. I'm going to go nine and a half, the minus nine and a half for Chicago. Let's see how they go. There's still no real word on whether or not Sixers Boston's going to go ahead. Uh, so that's still on the slate for the moment. And I'd expect it probably to get knocked over and maybe not go ahead. But look, if, they're, if they've got enough players, maybe it will happen. But I'm going to go Boston at home against the Sixers just with a weird sort of preparation for it. I think the home team just has the advantage there. OKC, they are going to Memphis. Memphis are 8.5 point favorites. I'm going to take OKC plus 8.5. They stick tough with teams. Uh, Memphis... On a back-to-back, under the gun. Maybe Jar's back soon, but probably not soon enough. I'm just taking OKC to cover. Charlotte, they go to o- oh, they go to Utah. Utah, after a couple of big losses, they're 12.5-point favorites of the Jazz. I'm going to have to go Charlotte there as well, plus 12.5. 
I don't know if they're going to shoot as badly as they did uh, today. Well, actually, no, we might have to go to Utah there because they might even rest, dude. So I'll take Utah minus 12 and a half. Just give it the old flipperoo, Jimmy. That's how you go. Yes, off you go. Utah minus 12 and a half. Yeah, they should kick the shit out of a shorthanded Hornets. Uh, Sacramento against the Golden State Warriors. The Kings are 15 and a half point underdogs, which makes sense because this team has barely got any players as well. So, I don't know. The Warriors, they could probably rest Steph and still kick the shit out of the uh, Kings by 15 and a half. What do you think? I don't know. That seems like a lot. Yeah, fucking, I'm going to go the Warriors minus 15 and a half. And finally, the Spurs Clippers. Spurs are five and a half point underdogs in LA. I'm going to go with the Spurs plus five and a half because, I don't know, they've just got like a bit of a, a bit of a swagger to them sometimes. They have been playing teams tough. The Clips, I just can't trust them at the moment. So, well, we've got six games. We don't know what's going to happen with some of these. We've already got postponements. We might have some other ones, but we'll see how we go. And we'll be back tomorrow to wrap it all up for you because that's what we do. Every day. It's going to be a fun week as well because we've got Chrissy coming up. So Friday's show will basically just be a big Boxing Day preview and stuff. Or Christmas Day preview, as it were. And, uh, yeah, have some fun stuff. We'll have the Christmas carols, as we always do. That'll be good. Nice. All right. Well, uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IG, all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Always a good time. Uh, World Wrestling Australia over there on YouTube with Adam. Check that out. FWCIE on Twitter as well for all these other good stuff. Get around NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on. Do that now. Rate and review. Make it my Chrissy present. Oh, thanks, bro. Manscaped.com. Use the code Australia there. Get 20% off and free shipping. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code Australia. As mentioned, get a free six-pack if you're in Melbourne. Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code straight. You get 20% off. And big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Go check out their new band, House Hats. They're up and running out of time. Is out now and it's awesome. And uh, also, big thanks have always got to go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozer for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, and remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. That's what we do here. And we're going to close out today's show with a brand new Giddily Positive Giddy review with Josh Giddy for Giddily Positive People. He's doing a Christmas favourite. Love that. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna! Uh, Josh Giddy, yeah, and this is a Giddily Positive review with Josh Giddy for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy, and uh, yeah, look, hey, it's been a pretty full-on couple of weeks, hasn't it? Like, I just wanted to say, like, you sort of turn around sometimes and you forget that it's Christmas, and it's like, fuck, man, I love, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to swear, Mr. Deli, I'll be good. Uh, it's really great, like, around Christmas, because you kind of forget, and, like, I remember, like, you know, back home in Yarraville, hanging out. Every time Chrissy would roll around, we put up all the lights and everything, and it was the best time of the year. I loved it. You know, grow my hair out, brush my hair, heaps make it look really nice, hang out with the family, do lots of cool stuff. But my favourite thing was always, always, watching Chrissy movies with the family. And that's what we're talking about this week on a Giddily Positive Review for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy, because I just wanted to talk about one of my all-time favourite Chrissy movies, Jingle All The Way. I mean, my dad used to watch this every year, and it was pretty funny because I was like, one year I really wanted this sick action man, and like dad tried to get it and he couldn't, and I was so PO'd at him for like for so long. But I'll tell you what, what he did, like two days later, I'm pretty sure he bashed another kid's dad and stole it from him. So it was pretty sick, and I ended up with this really great like underwater action man. So yeah. So jingle all the way, you probably don't remember, but like it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and like the kid from like Star Wars, he's in it. And like the dad sucks and he's got to get this toy for his kid or else his kid will hate him. And you're like, oh, wow, this is all about the spirit of Christmas, I guess. And Arnie's pretty funny because it was just when Arnie's like, you know what I should do? I should do comedies. That'll be fun. 
and it's awesome. So it's really Christmassy, and it's all about the spirit of Christmas. And I've got to say, even re-watching it now, like, it's probably got to get about a 22 out of 10, just in terms of Chrissy movies. You just watch it, and you feel great about the season, and it gets you right in the Christmas spirit, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? So there you go, 22 out of 10. Giddily positive, giddy ups from me, Josh Giddy. And I guess that's about it. We might even pop back in for another one this week. We don't know, because lots of Chrissy movies going on. I love watching Home Alone. I love watching all Die Hard. It's like the best. Well, Deli's been on the phone yelling at me all week about Die Hard. I'm like, Deli, why are you calling me? Shouldn't you be playing right now? Don't you have a United game on literally right now and you're on the phone to me yelling about Die Hard? But anyway, it's pretty great. I just love hearing from him anyway. So there you go. Uh, Go check out Jingle All The Way and we'll talk to you again later this week, I reckon. Because Merry Christmas and giddy up.